With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You don't put those inside of you, do you? This is a show about women. I mean, you do? Finally, a show about women that isn't just a thinly veiled aspirational nightmare. It's not hosted, not narrated. We're just dropping into a woman's world. I found out when my dad was gay when I was 10... We were in a convertible on the 405 freeway, listening to the B-52s. Looking back, I should have said, this is gay. This is already all gay. (laughs) Listen to Finally a Show on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Alec Baldwin. This past season on my podcast, Here's the Thing. I spoke with more actors, musicians, policymakers, and so many other fascinating people, like jazz bassist Christian McBride. Jazz is based on improvisation, but there's very much a form to it. You have a conversation based on that melody and those chord changes. So it's kind of like giving someone a topic and say, okay, talk about this. Listen to the new season of Here's the Thing on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jason Flom. And you're Maggie Freeling. Hey, Jason. Every day we learn about another person who shouldn't be in prison. 58 years in prison for a crime he didn't commit. So glad you're home. If you want to be part of this work, listen to Wrongful Conviction. The podcast where we hand the mic to innocent people to hear their stories. How do you send someone innocent to prison? Listen to new episodes of Wrongful Conviction with Maggie Freeling and Jason Flom on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's riddled with gonorrhea? My Sophie, how do I finish this? I don't wanna know. Well, that is slightly applicable for today. Oh, good. Okay. <laughs> well, this is Behind the Bastards, the podcast with a slightly applicable introduction for the first time in quite a while. I'm Robert Evans, your host normally, but not today, because today my buddy Garrison is here. Hi, Gar. Um, Greetings. Garrison has a, a a very special story. I really don't know what to expect here. Should uh-huh. I start by giving the background? Um, yeah. Of, of, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, ever since I've known Robert, Robert's Robert's had a dream. Um, uh, Mm-hmm. Uh, when, yeah, Robert, a what is mystic vision? What really. is what is that? <laughs> so, for a little bit of background on me, I spent a lot of time living in the middle of nowhere in the mountains, and I developed a love for cooking food in pits buried under the ground. You like you wrap up a bunch of meat, like a turkey stuffed with stuff, and you wrap it in a foil, and you bury it, and you build a fire around it, and you cook it over the course of like a day while you're drinking heavily. It's a great time, way to like make a turkey. Um, I do it around the holidays a couple of times a year when I have the opportunity, and several years ago. I had a dream and I I saw a vision of a horse stuffed with eels and cooked underground in a pit fire. And I've never been able to get it out of my head. I am still working on, I was briefly in contact with someone who thought they could get me one last year and I fucked that up because my mom got uh, cancer and I wound up like, I don't know, just not being great at correspondence let's, for a while. Let's not call um, that you fucked it up. You were dealing well, with something awful. if you're that person, hit me up again because I still want the horse. But my, my dream is to get a horse that has been obviously gutted, stuff it full of eels. Lampreys are acceptable. That's a kind of eel. Any kind of eel will be fine. Um, stuff it full of eels. Wrap the fucker up in either foil or maybe even like banana leaves if we want to do it like really, you know, pro um, or burlap or something and then bury it, a, a, you know, a foot, uh, well, not even a foot underground, like just bury it to where it's at like ground level, cover it in dirt and keep a big circular fire going around it for probably like 20 hours. I'm guessing that's how long I it's going to take. I seriously to wish the listeners could see Gare's face right now. What? Garrett. What is it? Oh, sorry. My, my camera's on you. What does Garrison look like? <laughs> just an absolute smirk. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, this has been my dream for, for some time. Yeah, it's, you all, it's, you constantly talk about it. It's it's all I want out of out of the world. So. Yeah. 
You're going to so, ruin that for me today, Garrison? Is well, that the plan? kind of. Um, <laughs> we'll see. So, little yeah. taste of my own medicine. So, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Well, w- one night I, I was doing an extremely hardcore gaming session uh, mm-hmm. with uh, with a friend of mine, and for some reason, Eel, Eel Horse came up uh, because just you, Robert talks about it all the time. So, for some reason, the, the, the this idea of Eel Horse g- came up over the course of our very intense gaming session, um, and so my friend had had the bravery to put the words uh, Eel and horse into google um and and that led us down a pretty nightmarish rabbit hole uh, oh, that i that i oh. knew that i knew had to become a bastards episode uh which leads us to now uh, our, our our discussion of the real life eel horse and and the eel wielding oh. uh, bastards of today so oh i'm very excited yeah so we're going to start off by going way back to the late medieval period in uh, in england good time and everything the, was fine and the bustling business of selling horses yeah. so let's 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 say you're an old timey horse salesman. You got yourself uh-huh. some horses that you want to sell, but the the problem this one gets sixteen apples to the league. Yeah, but the, the the problem is is that some of your horses are getting a bit old. You know, a little sluggish. They're not as lively as they used to be in their youth. Sure, <laughs> so. that's what happens to horses. <laughs> Sorry, I'm already la- I'm already laughing because I know where this is going. Yeah. Um, so you're thinking, like, what what could I do to make these horses a bit more spry and lively? And and then very similar Cocaine? to very similar to your vision, um, what I'm guessing happened is that, like basically you're thinking, what can I do? And then God comes down to you from the clouds and says, my mm-hmm. my child, my my horse salesman child, have you considered putting a live eel up the horse's butt? Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Wait, what? You reply to God. How how will that solve my problem? And, th- and then God, in his divine wisdom, speaks to you from the heavens and says, well, a live eel inserted up the horse's anus might stimulate the horse and make it appear to be younger and in its more active years, thus That's fetching incredible. a higher price for your inactuality, so, older horses. You are telling me, Garrison, that shoving a live eel up the ass of an aging horse was the old timey equivalent of like turning back the, the odometer on uh-huh. a used car. Oh, yeah, baby. <laughs> that fucking rules. So, so uh, upon comprehending your godly enlightenment, you, you, you thank the Lord for gifting you a piece of his everlasting wisdom in your, in mm-hmm. your divine vision. He's a, oh, Father in heaven, I, I, your humble servant, am eternally grateful for your, your, your blessing me with this prosperous inspiration. I will go forth and place as many eels up the rectum of elder horses, just as you sayeth, and I shall spread this gospel of eel horse to the other horse sellers, so we may all share in your holy riches. And I'm pretty sure that's how it went, because yeah. throughout the 1500s, possibly earlier, it, it, it's unclear when this started, but it definitely was, was it was very popular throughout the 1500s and early 1800s. Um, that's amazing. Yeah. So inserting <laughs> live, live eels up the back into horses, <laughs> that the, the horses that were past their prime, to make them appear more like frisky and young. Yeah, because they have an eel that's moving uh-huh. around in their asshole. And, and the, 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 the phrase that keeps coming up is that when, 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 when they were looking to buy horses... A good sign of a horse was that it carries its tail well. It means the tail yeah. is like upright and like almost erect. It's, it's very yeah. fluffy. It's, it's and the same thing's true of people. Sure. Well, furries at least. Furries, yeah. So yeah. and 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 the the eel thing was very much uh, the, the phrase that they kept using was like that putting the eel up helps keep the the tail held well because Jesus again because it's an eel up the horse. I I am I am just imagining generations of like marks buying lemon horses and like god damn it they eeled this one too that's that is exactly what happened <laughs> you gotta check the asshole mitch i told you that never buy a used horse without checking the asshole so yeah so yeah inserting live eels at the back ends of horses past their prime was very common to make them appear more frisky and young um and do you know and it, you know it, it, it happened eel uh, I mean, whatever eels were available in England, it's 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 so like it's, probably it's, lampreys. It's right? hard. It's hard to say because there's not extremely thorough documentation of this. Most of the documentation right. comes from comes from dictionaries and literary references. So you hear this like appearing in like poems and stories. It'd be like uh, describing what selling horses was like. Yeah. Um, wow. It's and, definitely so. There's two kinds of eels in the UK: silver and conger. It's not a conjure eel. Look up, <laughs> look up the conjure eel. Look, look up the size of this thing. <laughs> I mean, I'm not These sure. These are like the size of horses. <laughs> my oh, God. Oh, my God. <laughs> the 
Jesus. 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 Yeah, no. So it's not. Big. It's not a conjure eel. It's not a conjure eel. That looks like an alligator. Like a, wow. Yes, that's, that is that is discomfortingly large. That is I am terrifying. upset at how big that eel is. No, yeah, that is. That is that I'm is. generally pro eel, but that is too Okay, it's probably a silver eel looks more manageable. So I'm yeah. guessing it's a silver eel. So yeah, the, the, yeah you can often, fit one of those up a horse's ass. No problem. Often, so often what oh, happens yeah. is, is, is. That'll is, go right up an asshole. Can I, Absolutely. Can I, can I just say this was not what I thought was going to be happening today. I I couldn't I couldn't be happier. So so yeah, often what would happen would be when people would come into the showroom to see the horses, they like the stable boys would be like would shove the eels up there really quickly Incredible. when people were coming to visit. Um, wow. <laughs> So, oh, uh, this fucking rules. So there is, there is, there is a word for this. Uh, the process was called feeging, or to feeg a horse. Um, Jesus we, Christ! We, we find we find reference to this process in in the excellent classical dictionary of the vulgar tongue. Um, there, in, in a, a, a few copies of this have have feeging. Uh, I'm going to read from one from uh, 1785. Mm-hmm. It says to feeg is to put a live eel up the horse's fundament to make him lively and carry his tail well. Um, the, the author goes on to note that the practice was so widespread that, it, uh, quote, it is, it is said a forfeit is incurred by any horse dealer's servant who shall shoe a horse without feeding him first. So pretty good. Jesus uh, pretty, Christ. Pretty good stuff. Incredible. Um, oh, God. You know, I make a lot of jokes about the war against the horses, but like. It's hard to name an animal that's taken more hits for the team, the team being humanity, than the horse. Like, <laughs> the horse. We have we have fucked them over for so like dogs. We're like, yeah, you want to be best friends and like hunt together and hang out and we'll give you food. With horses, we're like, you know what machine guns are? You're about to learn. <laughs> like, it's your job to run towards them. <laughs> Yeah, horses. Horses have taken a decent, decent amount of abuse. Um, We've really, uh, yeah. Th- what, I didn't know that this had happened, but this feeging, is rough. Yeah, feeding. Uh, what's, what's, what's really fun is that you, you can find a good number of references to this phenomenon in literary writing from the time. Um, in uh, 1616, there was a, a book of poems uh, published by the then late poet Thomas uh, Overbury, uh, and it mm-hmm. included an array of poetic character uh, character sketches of like unsavory types of people written by various oh, anonymous no. authors. One one of these poems excellent uh, details excellent. The, the character. <laughs> One of these poems details the characteristics of an uh, an errant horse courser, um, and oh, no. noted that among other unsavory habits, uh, the man knows how to cover up diseases and defects of all sorts for pounding his horse's arse with quicksilver and giving him suppositories of live eels. He's an expert. Oh, pretty pretty decent. My goodness. referring to putting a live eel up an ass as a suppository. A suppository is, of live eels. Yeah, that that is incredible. Uh-huh. That is amazing. He Garrison, is, I'm very proud of you. He is expert. <laughs> expert at <laughs> an, an errant horse courser. Oh man, um, man. Th- maybe this is how I prepare the eel horse. I didn't well, think about starting it while the horse was alive. No, but no I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do that. No, you realize Probably. that these are supposed these are supposed to be bad guys, right? Like the ho- yeah. like. Gen- <laughs> They're the used. They're literally the used car salesmen of the medieval period. Of the medieval period, yes. <laughs> and they're shoving, they're shoving live eels up the horses' butts. <laughs> Come down to Slick Joe's Discount Horse Depot. Absolutely no eels up their assholes. <laughs> a, a young uh, John Milton mentioned feeging in uh, incredible in a, in a yes. sixteen uh, twenty eight uh, Latin poem while uh, mocking his fellow Cambridge students. Um, he describes yes. a, a, a certain Irish bird as quote. More useful to grooms because they are by nature uh, lively and brisk and prancing. And if they were forced into the anus of a scraggly horse, they would make them livelier and quicker than had ten than than if they had ten live eels up their bellies. Wow. Garrison, I want to congratulate you here because for years, Sophie will back me up on this, I have been trying to work in Paradise Lost connections to Behind the Bastards. Hasn't happened yet. We just don't go far back enough. But you finally brought old Jay Milt into it. <laughs> yeah. Old and Jay I applaud Milt. you. Jay Milt. She rolls yeah, off Jay the Moo. tongue. <laughs> mm-hmm. the, the Kanye uh, West of 
of 16 20 literature yeah 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 that's what um, everyone says the, the humorist the humorist poet edward ward in his uh, 1700 uh, uh, a song upon dancing wrote that dancers skip with a nimble force as eels if the belly of a horse which jockeys use each each market day to make him dance as people say so that's nice. That's um, a nice little rhyme, actually. Yeah, he had he he had a decent little yeah, thing going. No, yeah. So yeah, um, unfortunate or unfortunately, depending on your perspective, but by the late 1700s and early 1800s, the the eel anal insertion had begun to fall out of fashion. Um, as horse salesmen realized, probably again via divine revelation from the Lord, that the same effect, or at least a similar effect, could be achieved by instead inserting a piece of spicy ginger up the horse's arse. Um, and this is apparently still an issue at horse shows that people have to like enforce. Wow. <laughs> Stop people from shoving ginger, ginger up, up the butt of horses to make to, to uh, yeah. <laughs> this is still like an ongoing problem that needs like enforcement funny. at horse shows. Yeah, yeah, the ginger police. Yeah, so we, it, but it, that means though, if you if you went back to shoving eels up their asses, nobody would catch it. They're not still checking for eel. I'm just telling you, if you want to cheat at having nice horses, eels are, that's wide open, baby. Yeah. Yeah, Get an um, eel. Try an electric one. Hmm. Maybe that's how I'll cook it, Garrison. I I don't think so. Okay, well, we'll talk about it. Yeah, but we we, we, we still do actually have the the uh, the modern phrase uh, to ginger up or to spice up a horse. This comes from feeding. Um, I've never heard of that phrase, but I'll trust okay. you on it's, that. It's 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 yeah. it's it's a, it's a phrase. Um, and and this is this is also where we get to the the modern uh, BDSM practice called figging uh, again d- deriving from the figging where it, but but figging is usually a, a butt plug made of ginger placed up someone's anus um, and this this we will circle back to this at the end um, because this will help us explain a, a modern a modern eel issue we have. Um, yes, modern eel issues are very serious. Yeah, speaking of... Eel shoes, eel shoes. Speak, speaking of eel shoes, uh, mm-hmm. do you know who else wants you to buy live eels to stick up the butts of horses? Oh, gosh. I mean, Jesus. <laughs> um, our friends at, uh, uh, um, I don't know, one of the food... One of yeah, the f- we call we call the it stimulation those, therapy. Yeah, yeah, stimulation. People who make those fucking uh, those uh, those p- with 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 uh, uh, sc- all all of our sponsors. <laughs> oh my gosh! Uh, <laughs> obviously, they are all huge fans of shoving eels and assholes. In fact, that's the only requirement we have of our sponsors. Have you put an eel in something's butt? Doesn't have to be a horse. And in fact, oftentimes it's a completely different species. Um, we like it when they get creative, and that's the behind the bastards guarantee. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I don't understand what the big fat ones are. You don't put those inside of you, do you? I mean, you do? Yeah. This is a show about women. Okay, so I just reapply my lip gloss after eating a delicious lunch. We are headed back now to European political systems class at Baruch College. Woo! Finally, a show about women that isn't just a thinly veiled aspirational nightmare. That's it. That's actually the name of the show. It's not hosted, not narrated. We're just dropping into a woman's world. It's like reality TV on the radio. I found out when my dad was gay when I was 10. We were in a convertible on the 405 freeway, listening to the B-52s. And looking back, I should have said, this is gay. This is already all gay. <laughs> Listen to Finally a Show on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Afterlives is a new podcast about Laylene Polanco. She was a transgender Afro-Latina, and she died behind bars in New York City's most notorious jail complex, Rikers Island. Laylene loved to dance. She loved to sing. 
She was just happy to be alive. As a Black trans woman living in New York, I knew right away that our stories were connected. And I want to unpack the systems that failed Laylene leading up to her death. Stepping foot on Rikers Island has been widely acknowledged a potential death sentence. Was her transness actually a cause of her death? We found out that the answer was yes, it absolutely was. Trans power! Trans power! Listen to Afterlives, a part of the Outspoken Podcast Network. Available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What up? I am Dramos, host of the Life as a Gringo podcast. Now, this is a show for the Nosabo kids, the, the 200 percenters. Here we celebrate your otherness and embrace living in the gray area. If you ever felt like you were always too much this while also never being enough that, this is the podcast for you. Every Tuesday, I'll be bringing you conversations around personal growth issues affecting the Latin community, and much more via my own personal stories, along with interviews with inspiring thought leaders from our community. Then, every Thursday, I'll be tackling trending stories and current events from our community that you need to know. So much of what makes our community so beautiful is our diversity, yet too often those of us who don't fit into this dumb, stereotypical box of whatever it means to be Latino are left without a voice or just forgotten about. On this show, I celebrate the uniqueness of our culture Culture and invite you to walk in your authenticity. Listen to Life as a Gringo as a part of the Michael Tura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, we're back. All right, Garrison. I'm I'm ready. Uh-huh. So so yeah, um, so uh, the, the first bastards of today are the 14th through 17th century horse salesmen. Um but yeah. un- unfortunately, unfortunately, we we still have some time left in this episode, as as you can tell. Um, and 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 once me and my friends started googling eel and anus, this led oh, us well, down yeah. a dark rabbit hole that forever scarred my mind. Um, yeah, I can see how that would go to some bad places. Actually, and yeah. unfortunately, we're going to be briefly moving away from horses and towards another uh, H species called humans. No. Um, which, 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 which leads us to probably the, the darkest, most evil segment of today's episode. Uh, Excellent. The Phoenix Program. Oh, um, oh, that sounds like a good thing to be involved in assholes being filled with eels. Yeah. So the Phoenix Program was a brutal counterinsurgency program started in uh, 1968 and run by mm-hmm. uh, William Colby, later head of the CIA. It was aimed at reading out Viet Cong or anyone deemed Viet Cong sympathizers. Yeah. The v- Viet Cong was anybody that we happened to bomb. Yeah. In this um, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So weeding out anyone deemed Viet Cong sympathizers by uh, identification and neutralization uh, with, with, the, with the methodology of uh, infiltration, capture, terrorism, torture, and assassination. Uh, the Phoenix program was designed, coordinated, and executed primarily by the CIA with some help by the United States Special Operations Forces uh, during the war in Vietnam. Versions of the program were kind of in operation between, 60, uh, between 1965 and 1960 uh, and 1972 but the the official program and the the official body count begun in 68 um similar programs existed both before and after that period um but you know for for the official phoenix program this it starts in starts in 68 goes to 72 um by 1972 phoenix operatives had quote-unquote neutralized at least uh, 81,640 people um suspected of being operatives or sympathizers of the Viet Cong um at least 26,000 of whom were officially killed but south vietnamese officials estimate over 40,000 were killed um Military intelligence officer uh, K. Milton Osborne witnessed the uh, uh, wrote a book about his time there and witnessed the following forms of torture, um, including the the use of uh, of inserting a six inch dowel into the cavity of a detainee's ears and tapping tapping the dowel through the brain until the person dies. Um, you tax dollars at work, people. A lot of a lot of starvation to death yeah. inside a cage. Mm-hmm. Um, and other, and I'm going to read a quote now, other methods of torture used in the interrogation centers include rape, gang rape, rape using hard objects, rape followed by murder, electric shock by attaching wires to the genitals, and rape using eels and snakes. Um, so this is, cool. this is like the most fucking evil humanity can do. Like the Phoenix program is yeah, like, yeah, is, is like that, yeah. up there and like the most like 
evil that's things. That's Nazi level shit. No, like, yeah, that's, like it's that's, that's it straight is, up on the same level. Yeah. It's like the most bastard you can be. Like all like the the, the, yeah. the horrific abuses done in the Phoenix program by the American government, and uh, there, there was there was assistance from the South Vietnamese government, assistance from Australia, but it, it was mostly the American government. Um, it, it is it is like the most possibly evil thing if you like yeah. read about the yeah. Phoenix program that's, in that's, detail. That's the highest. It will we'll do a we'll do a whole thing. No, yeah, they deserve point. their own like series, honestly. Sevi- because, several episodes. Yeah, we'll they get are, it after the nine-part Kissinger series. Like William Colby and the CIA in the in Vietnam War. It's they're, they're like it's extremely, extremely yeah, it's evil. a fucking nightmare. I mean, it's like it's like it, people talk rightly about um, Unit Seven Thirty One, um, which was uh, a, a Japanese military detachment that did like biological and chemical warfare research that involved some of the worst stories of like torture. Um, yeah. and experiment like, like, and like Dr. Mengele. And we talk about these as if like, these are unique horrors of like fascist countries. Um, I guess you could say they're unique horrors of fascist countries because certainly within the context of, uh, our policies in Vietnam, the United States was doing some fashy as hell shit. Um, but like it, the shit that us, that the CIA pulled in Vietnam is that same level, like that exact same level. It is not, it is not devaluing the horrors of the Holocaust or of the, of Japanese war war crimes in, in Manchuria to put this kind of shit. I mean, they're raping people to, with eels. Like, until, until they die, yeah. Until raping people to death with eels. Like, what do what you, yeah. Yep. I was I was aware of this sort of thing, I mean, mainly with snakes and stuff. But yeah. yeah. So after some of the details of the abuses. I like this CIA, less than the, than the horse. No, yeah, this is this is this is definitely this is less, less fun. It's less fun. Um, yeah. So after some of the details of the horrific abuses by the CIA and army that was carried out in Vietnam, as they slowly came to light in the early seventies. The program was officially shut down under public pressure, but in actuality, it just uh, it, it just continued under a different name, um, and some of the control of the program was handed to the South Vietnam government. Um, and yeah, it's it's kind of hard to pivot away from something this dark. Um, but I'm going to think of it as a way to help kind of wash down the human filth that we just discussed. Um, because, because now we, we are going to, we are going to discuss the, the modern eel anus problem. Um, oh, good. And now this, I'm this glad, is, I'm glad we're getting, we're getting up to the modern day. Yeah. Exciting. So th- this, this is, this is a thing with multiple facets, um, and a sizable portion of which is an extension of the figging, figging connection. And Jesus Christ. Okay. It's, well, it, good. Actually, this is good. It, I would it, prefer it goes, an extension of that. It goes back to the horses eventually. Yeah. So thank a- God. April 2013, uh, in the Guangdong province of China, uh, a destructively horny, a uh, single 39 year old man was watching. Fantastic. Was watching thing, everything's coming together for this story. Was watching an eel figging porn, and he had the uncontrollable urge to try it himself. Wait, wait, watching? He he was watching an eel figging porn. So, wait, like, what year is this? I thought you said 1813. No, no this is 2013. Oh, 2013. I misheard. I was Modern. Say, How is he watching porn? No, no. Modern. Okay. Yeah, 2013. Horribly horny. Okay. Thir- 39 year old man was watching yeah, an, an eel figging porn, and he had the uncontrollable so urge that to try exists, it himself. Huh? That, oh, that I see. I've been researching this episode. I've seen about every video of eels going into bodies on the internet. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, that's it's, good. It's a lot. We should I, watch. Uh, we should watch Zoo together, Garrison. Um. Anyway, so he had there to try it himself, and uh, he he tried to just he tried to grab he tried to keep holding the eel for the duration of the of the period, but he lost. That's the, probably a good idea if but, you can. Yeah. But he lost grip of the slippery little fucker. Uh, <laughs> see, that's 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 rookie shit. You gotta get a you gotta get a get a get a get a like rope around that eel, and it's you know? it swam all the way up there. Um, yeah, that's gonna happen. After failed attempts to remove the eel, the man went to the emergency room for medical assistance, um, and he he told the presumably confused medics please please help me the eel is moving through my body um (laughs) imagine that's just your fucking day right like you're six hours into a shift you're getting ready to go home you're tired you've already seen some shit and this kid's like there is an eel moving inside of me for undetermined reasons and like that's the rest of your fucking night yep um so the 20 centimeter long Uh, eel chewed the way through the man's colon uh uh it perforated his large intestine and became stuck in the body cavity the the medical team that treated the man reportedly said that the eel, which weighed about a pound, was, quote, simply trying to find its way out. Um, yeah. yeah, like, and, and fair, fair play by the eel. Yeah, the, the eel's med- not doing anything wrong. <laughs> no, none of, the, none of the things we're talking about today is the eel's fault. 
None of, of course not. None of what we're talking about today is the fault so of the far eel. As to say that nothing has ever been an eel's fault no. because they're eels. No, it is. This is just on us. Totally mm-hmm. on us. Um, the the medical team said the eel was still alive when we got it out, but it died soon afterwards, which was probably a mercy. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah I've, I've, right. I've I have I have read um every single story of eels going up people's butts that you can find on the internet. Um, yeah. And a, a decent amount of these incidents track, I think a, a decent amount of them do track back to getting the idea from porn. Um, but but that is far from the only cause of eel anal penetration. Oh, good. <laughs> okay. Because that would be unreasonable. Yeah. So three years prior, back in 2010, uh, a 59-year-old uh, chef from, uh, the Z- uh, from the Zigong city of China went to the hospital complaining of abdominal pain, uh, dehydration, and a great deal of anal bleeding. And he truly did not know what was going on. He actually had no idea. Um, so doctors also had no idea what was the cause of this, and they resorted to cutting open his innards, in which they discovered a 50-centimeter-long Asian swamp eel lodged in his rectum. It was already oh, no. It was already dead. But the eel had apparently already wreaked havoc through the inside of his body, yeah. biting the way through his intestines prior to dying. Yeah, no, uh, internal yeah. bleeding and infection rapidly set in. The man was hospitalized. Oh, that's a big eel. For, that for, is not a small eel to have it's inside It's large. You. So, yeah. That's, uh, that's slightly too big to get in a horse's asshole is my a guess. Lot of, well, a no, lot when of, they're small, you could. It's, there is, so, I, I've not included pictures in the script here. But basically, for every, for every story uh, from the Chinese hospitals, the Chinese hospitals upload all of these pictures. It is kind Excellent. of silly. It is absurd how many pictures of and like videos of these procedures they upload themselves. Like mm-hmm. entire videos of them surgically doing this. It's it's pretty it's pretty it's pretty nightmarish. Um, so yeah, the man was hospitalized for ten days, but he eventually uh, died. Um, so th- this 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 did kill him. Um, yeah, that sounds about right. Again, we should watch Zoo. <laughs> Afterwards, the uh, the probable cause was actually established. So the chef had been drinking with friends, and he had passed out. His his oh, friends no. then decided it oh, would be an amusing. No, <laughs> they decided it would be an amusing prank to insert a live eel up his anus while he was comatose and not tell him. Oh my God! I mean, look, I've done some things I regret while drinking, but I have always informed people when I've put a live eel inside them. That's See, like, just basic we have, decency. We, we, have, we have a friend who falls asleep often while watching movies, and we sometimes mm-hmm. we sometimes mess with them. But sure, I, th- we, we I think things on their head, all sorts of things. But I yeah. think I think this is too far. Honestly, I, I would think, I would say killing them via an eel eating yeah. their internal organs is taking. I a think prank a I think far. it's too yeah. much. I think it's too much. I'm I'm I mean, all for committing to the bit. But honestly, I think this is too far. I think it's it's too yeah. much. I you know what you know where I think they went wrong is when they were shoving a live animal up their friend's asshole as the person was asleep. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think maybe that was. I think, I think that maybe was the that's issue where they went awry. Yeah. yeah. So so yeah, this is one of the few instances that is like totally not this person's fault. Um, and it, his 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 friends, I think, were were investigated and prosecuted by by whatever authorities. Anyway, um, but before we get to like the big kicker, um, there is some other general kind of eel news worth mentioning. Um, 2012, a man in New Zealand got an eel removed via surgery after the slippery fucker got stuck up his rectum. It wasn't officially revealed how or why it got up there, so the, the, that is that is left to us to decide. Um, but the unique aspect of this story is that 33 hospital staff all got in trouble for sharing x-ray photos of the eel and leaking the story to the media. Um, which is interesting. Cause yeah, like, cause that's, like, that's kind of shitty. It's, 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 it's totally, it's, but it's totally different in China. In China, they, they, they yeah. all of stuff gets uploaded. Um, but in, in New Zealand, the hospital got mad uh, that the, the employees were leaking pictures of this incident. Um, yeah, that's going to mean the next person who gets an eel stuck up their ass won't go to the doctor. That, that, see, that is the thing. Which, although I will say, if you're the kind of person who tortures a live animal to get off? I don't really yeah. care if you get medical treatment. Yeah, I guess. no. <laughs> yeah, not really. Um, yeah. Uh, oh, and in, in 2014, a Brazilian man had emergency surgery to remove an eel from his backside. Uh, again, the the exact reasoning it being unknown, but I'm I'm pretty sure both these incidents are related to uh, kink stuff. Um, yeah, that sounds right. We're gonna we're gonna discuss this more towards the end because there is there is one other reason people people claim 
for for once they go to the doctor, how they explain why an eel is up their butt. So mm-hmm. on on onto the main eel oh, anal be good. epidemic. Yeah. So this this starts in 2000, 2003, Actually, is the first instance I can find of this um, specifically in like in like our, our modern documentation. Um, I, I'm going to read directly from the hospital report. Now this this is somewhere in China. I'm not quite sure what where because the report doesn't specify exactly. Um, and there there isn't any other reporting of this incident besides this one hospital report. So it, it's just it's just this hospital report. Anyway, right. um, 50-year-old man was seen at the accident and emergency department because of abdominal pain. The physical examination revealed redness and swelling around the tissue around the abdomen. A shadow of an eel was noticed oh, on the God. abdominal radiograph. <laughs> Upon well, further questioning, the patient admitted that an eel was inserted into the rectum in an attempt to relieve constipation. I mean, on a moral level, that's, I guess, better than putting an eel up your ass for sexual gratification. Uh-huh. But on an intellectual level... Why would if it's, you think if that would work? If it's true. Um, anyway, um, yeah. emergency laparotomy found that the 50 centimeter long eel was biting the splenic flexure of the colon. Multiple perforations were found around the walls of the rectum, and the post-operative course was uneventful. The, the patient, patient was discharged from uh, onto home on like day seven. So th- this appears to be the most claimed reason given by people found to have an eel up their butt on on why said eel is up their butt. Uh, mm. they, 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 they most often claim constipation. Um, and there has been a, uh, a, conf- a, a, a decent uptick in reported incidents of eel up the anus uh, to cure constipation since 2017. Um, in, in April of oh, in April of 2017, 49-year-old uh, factory worker from the capital of South China's Guangdong province was rushed to the hospital complaining of constipation and a stomach ache. Um, upon the doctors opening up the man's stomach to discover both feces and a foot-and-a-half-long eel, the man claimed it That's swam up there by... <laughs> the man claimed it swam up there by itself. Okay, well, so I'm gonna... I got a couple of notes. Um... He suffered. Not- he suffered from a puncture pancreas, um, and uh, uh, <laughs> according to the doctors, the eel managed to break through the man's intestines and generated a mess in the man's stomach, almost yeah, killing him. Right? Yeah. Um, well, don't do uh, that with an eel. Yeah. So the the, the man later, uh, the, according to the doctors, the man later gave more details post operation, uh, quoting said doctors. But he later admitted that he put he put it up there himself following a quote folk remedy for bowel obstruction. As a medical expert, uh, the doctor noted that there was no scientific basis for such a treatment involving live eels. Um, oh, that's a bummer. Yeah. Well, I uh, okay. So, do you know how to cancel an Amazon order? Because I just had uh, I was just just trying to rush a shipment of eels to my house, but I guess I don't need them now. You can cancel. You go to the orders yeah. page. Usually, oh, th- oh, yeah. A, there we go. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, um, the the man survived uh, this. Uh, it was unclear what happened to the eel. So probably not not a great story for I, the eel. Yeah. Um, Would you want to live after that, though? No, no. Um, so uh, apparently, what happened upon further like interviewing? Uh, sure. The the he said that uh, he he went to his friends for medical advice. And they told him about a, quote, folklore method of curing constipation, which involved a live eel to help smooth bowel movement. So he Great. found he found a 20 inch uh, Asian swamp eel. And after the deed had been done, he had he got him into the hospital after he started experiencing unbearable stomach aches. So mm-hmm. and what, what's what's really upsetting is that this is by no means an isolated incident. Next next time we're talking about is uh, September 2018. Again, reading from a hospital report, uh, colonic perforation is a common presentation at the emergency department. However, foreign body-related perforation is responsible for less than 1% of these cases. Here we describe the case of colonic perforation secondary to the self-introduction of an eel into the anus. A 54-year-old previously healthy male presented himself to the emergency department with a 12-hour history of abdominal pain. Uh, physical examination revealed uh, tenderness, uh, rebound tenderness, and involuntary guarding. A uh, CT scan of his abdomen and pelvis revealed a foreign body in his cavity. Uh, uh-huh. Upon further questioning, the patient admitted the eel was inserted into his anus 
by accident. Well, yeah. Okay. Look, we've all put some things up our assholes by accident. You by accident. By but accident. Not, not living animals. At, quote unquote right? accident. Sure. Pieces of the Monopoly board game. Of course. Accident. Pieces of firearms. Absolutely. Accident. Knives. Yes, it happens. But uh-huh. not a live animal. That's all. That's that was the entire. It was an accident. There was no clarification. That's it. Uh huh. Great. So he underwent <laughs> he ent- he underwent a laparotomy um, and the eel was subsequently removed. He was transferred to the standard ward from the emergency ward after seven days of uh, of, of observation. Um, diagnostic uh, d- d- diagnosing a, a colonic form body can be challenging as patients often deny the insertion. Yeah, f- fair. a CT scan fair. is recommended. I wouldn't want to admit to that. Right. A CT scan is recommended for patients having a suspected colonic foreign body. So that is that's a hospital report. Um, but Seems, this, yeah. it's this. Uh, uh, you, you you know you know what else you want to uh, deny the presence of Robert? Uh, Washington State Patrol God. ads, black uh, black rifle coffee ads, Chevron ads. Wait, what is it? Chevron. Oh, I hope it's Chevron. I love Chevron. But, Let's get some Chev Chev ads. Our, our next season of podcast is going to be entirely supported by Chevron. Chevron. Fuck it. Why not? Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I don't understand what the big fat ones are. You don't put those inside of you, do you? I mean, you do? Yes. This is a show about women. Okay, so I just reapply my lip gloss after eating a delicious lunch. We are headed back now to European political systems class at Baruch College. Woo! Finally, a show about women that isn't just a thinly veiled aspirational nightmare. That's it. That's actually the name of the show. It's not hosted, not narrated. We're just dropping into a woman's world. It's like reality TV on the radio. I found out when my dad was gay when I was 10. We were in a convertible on the 405 freeway, listening to the B-52s. And looking back, I should have said, this is gay. This is already all gay. <laughs> Listen to Finally a Show on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Afterlives is a new podcast about Laylene Polanco. She was a transgender Afro-Latina, and she died behind bars in New York City's most notorious jail complex, Rikers Island. Laylene loved to dance. She loved to sing. She was just happy to be alive. As a Black trans woman living in New York, I knew right away that our stories were connected. And I want to unpack the systems that failed Laylene leading up to her death. Stepping foot on Rikers Island has been widely acknowledged a potential death sentence. Was her transness actually a cause of her death? We found out that the answer was yes, it absolutely was. Trans power! Trans power! Listen to Afterlives, a part of the Outspoken Podcast Network. Available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What up? I am Dramos, host of the Life as a Gringo podcast. Now, this is a show for the Nosabo kids, the, the 200 percenters. Here we celebrate your otherness and embrace living in the gray area. If you ever felt like you were always too much this while also never being enough that, this is the podcast for you. Every Tuesday, I'll be bringing you conversations around personal growth 
issues affecting the Latin community, and much more via my own personal stories, along with interviews with inspiring thought leaders from our community. Then, every Thursday, I'll be tackling trending stories and current events from our community that you need to know. So much of what makes our community so beautiful is our diversity, yet too often those of us who don't fit into this dumb, stereotypical box of whatever it means to be Latino are left without a voice or just forgotten about. On this show, I celebrate the uniqueness of our culture and invite you to walk in your authenticity. Listen to Life as a Gringo as a part of the Michael Tura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back. Um, yep, talking about e- eels still. Still, wow. I watched... I, eels up inside you. I spent so long on this episode doing research. Mighty Boosh, anybody? Too okay. much time. Well, whatever. Mm-hmm. I spent I spent too much time researching this. Um, mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, January of 2020, there was another similar incident, but but with a fun twist. Instead of boofing the eels, a 51-year-old construction worker in uh, East China's uh, Guangxi province swallowed two live eels to reportedly treat his constipation. Well, I guess that's better. <laughs> it's different. It's not better. Well, it's, it's different. Definitely, what I'll say is better is it's, there's no question that it wasn't a sex thing. That, that is that is true. That seems it like probably, a legitimate. This is one of the instances here. that it probably wasn't a sex thing because because yeah, again, I think sound like a sex part of the problem thing. here is once this constipation myth got started or lie got started, people are going to hear about it and then like you know, people, people might start so actually doing it genuine. Stupid. Yeah, people, people, people might start doing it genuine. Dumb. Yeah. So people take Joe Rogan's advice on how to treat diseases. They're yeah. very stupid. So yeah, he was rushed to the hospital by his colleagues, where it was uh, where he revealed that he consumed the eels the day before. During surgery, yeah. they found they found a quote very thick eels lodged outside of his intestines in the lower part of his abdomen. Oh wow! Um, because the no. li- quoting quoting the doctor, <laughs> because the eels were alive while being swallowed, a person's intestines are fragile. Therefore, they will be ruptured as soon as the eels bite them. Said the doctors. Oh, really? Amazing. So our intestines are not. We did not evolve to have our intestines bitten by eels. This is shocking to me. They Garrison. found a two centimeter wide hole in the uh, sigmoid colon. Medics said he was in a state of shock due to life threatening bacterial infection around the ruptured colon. He was left in critical condition. The 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 fifty one year old man was allegedly following a folk remedy in which claims that gobbling live eels could help pass. Uh, solid waste, according to the surgeon. Um, yes. Yeah. Good. So, Great. Yep. Based. June 2020. An unnamed, an unnamed patient aged in his 50s <laughs> sought medical attention again in China's uh, southern province of uh, Guangdong uh, after mm-hmm. suffering uh, um, uh, a pain in his abdomen for about a week. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Good God. Good God in heaven. Ah. By this time, he had severe sepsis leading to septic shock yeah, and was well, unable to communicate it was unable to communicate coherently according to the surgeon. Shocking. So, Very surprising. I, I, again, quoting said surgeon, uh, during How, a C- who could have anticipated this? During a CT scan, we suspected a foreign body in his in his abdominal garrison. Abdominal cavity. Uh, but we couldn't tell what it was. Then, while performing a colonoscopy, we discovered it was an Asian swamp field that entered the <laughs> that entered the cavity. Yeah, yeah. Um, the patient Great. then had an emergency operation to have the eel removed from his gut. With doctors opening up his abdomen and discovering it filled <sighs> with waste matter, including excrement and pus from his severe infection. Yeah. The hospital image shows the, uh, again, not included in the document for Sophie's sake, uh, a 15-inch freshwater eel removed intact in the procedure. I can send you pictures afterwards, Robert. Please. Um, I have a lot. Um, that sounds hot as hell. I'm, okay. I'm this great. Is, this is how it starts, Robert. Mm-hmm. This, this is, is how it starts. Uh, I'm now eel curious. No, no, you're not. Stop it. I'm, you can like be. you can buy things no, that do not. the same thing. You can yeah, you can yeah, you like can eels. buy things that are not you live can, eels to do the same thing. You Robert. can get robotic mm-hmm. stuff that does the yeah, same exact yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. You could also get an ovipositor if you're really into that's, that stuff. See, that that is that is that those is are Robert. That's completely those are different. Oh, I those know, are I know. I, I, just think I object cool. to you doing this comparison. Those are those are those are those are classy. Okay, yeah, I, I think they're neat. All right. Anyway, um, <gasps> oh. <laughs> quoting the doctor, the eel is already dead, but it's caused severe bacterial. Um, 
contamination in his abdomen due to buildup of feces and pus. Um, it was only yeah, well, it was it was only after surgery. It was only after surgery when we were inquiring after his medical uh, when inquiring about his medical history that he told us he used the eel to cure his constipation. He inserted it up his anus into his rectum. I suspect it was then that the perforation of his sigmoid colon occurred. I also suspect that that is also my my guess is that it occurred afterwards. Yeah. Um, yeah, that sounds right. Be- because he had inserted the live eel into himself, the chances of him dying were quite high had he not had the surgery in time. Again, quoting the doctor. Um, the, 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 the doctor said that the constipation cure folk remedy thing uh, is... is uh, he, he warned members of the public against doing this um, for some reason. Um, yeah. And the, the, the patient got discharged days later and had allegedly purchased the common freshwater eel from a wet market, according to the hospital. So... We got we got one more one, one more mm-hmm. a man again in uh, the uh, Guangzhou province of East China inserted a twenty centimeter long eel into his rectum on July twentieth, twenty twenty one, allegedly in hopes of relieving constipation, but instead it almost took his life after the eel entered his abdomen. <laughs> he finally went to the doctor after enduring pain on the first day, as he was. Uh, uh, but uh, on the first day, he he didn't go. Uh, he, he basically he he didn't go on the first day, but went on the second day because he was uh, too shy to see a doctor. Yeah, well, okay. Tough to explain yeah. this to the doc. Um, that keeps being an issue in these. This is um, an issue in these. Um, I would say the primary issue is putting in putting heels up your butt. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. The doctor who did the operation said that he could have lost his life as the bacteria in the large intestine may have caused uh, hemolysis when it reached the. Um, uh, Abdominal, uh, Jesus Christ! Yeah. Well, ab, 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 abdominal cavity. There we go. There we go. You did it. According to the Chinese news outlet Global Times, what motivated the man to do so was a folk remedy that says the eel can help with bowel movement. But instead of curing the constipation, the eel went inside the man's rectum into the colon and bit through it, entering from the from the colon into the abdomen. Um, yeah, the well. eel was still alive by the time it was removed during operation. Well, good for the eel. I hope it. I hope it's lived a full life. So th- this is where things are going to kind of tie back to. The to eel horse because I think I was waiting for that. I think a lot of these incidents are in fact not due to constipation and are people just using that as an excuse so they don't have to admit the slightly more embarrassing reasoning that uh, being that they thought it was hot. Because remember, only only the first guy you mentioned actually admitted it to being a kink thing back in 2013, but ever since the first story in 2017 of a guy claiming it's constipation, everyone is using this reason now. Um, And I think a a lot of of these incidents are actually actually also kink stuff. so back to the figging uh, again, rise uh, derived from figging with the horse. Um, <laughs> with, with the rise of internet and porn, uh, I think you know this stuff's been getting more popular. And 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 once and once the once the ginger figging isn't exciting you anymore, you, you know what you're gonna do. That, that that's that's right, baby. Return to tradition and use the original horse figging tool, the live eel. And oh and that's what's that that's that's what that's what's going on. So I talked to our uh, doctor friend Kava, who specializes in uh, colon Kava type. Holder, yeah, yeah, who, who specializes in like colon no, type stuff. No, he's the kind of doctor you want to. He ask is about the exact doctor to deal yeah. with this. So I talked to, I talked to him about this, um, and he said he said he's heard of this constipation excuse before, but he too and he and his and his colleagues are skeptical and think that the constipation excuse is actually bullshit. Sure. He he told me that uh, people get pretty creative when they start coming up with excuses for things they put in their rectum. Like he gave Damn near killed him. He gave Sorry. examples as uh, I, mean, I was yeah, doing pull-ups did. over a shampoo bottle or, or I had an itch as you know reasons people bullshit for why they find weird things up their butt. Um, so Kava says that this is, this is probably, probably a sex thing. And he doesn't, he, he, he could not find any basis for this folk remedy. Like he, he, he cannot like see where this idea actually comes from. He talked to like, to like a, a, a Chinese doctor, friends of his, they're like, they're like, no, like this isn't a thing. Like we don't yeah. know where this, this isn't actually a thing. Um, and like from my from my cursory examination, um, eel and more broadly like tentacle stuff is generally more popular in uh, Asia and Japan and China than it is in the states. Generally, okay. um, sure. I mean it's it, there is definitely its own thing here, but a lot of that also does come from anime. Uh, most of yeah. most of the tentacle stuff is 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 around anime. Um, yeah, yeah. And yeah. so I, I also I also talked with our friend Chris about this, and 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 he, and we surmised that the reason why this may be way more common in the Guangdong and 
eastern Chinese provinces is because those two areas produce an, an absurd amount of the world's eel exports. Um, and then the amount of eel exports have been rapidly increasing over the past 20 years, which means the people in those provinces have eels just around like way and like they're, they're way more common and way more easily accessible than anywhere else in the world, basically. Yeah. So yep. like you can and act they're like, a lot cheaper than whatever eel based sex toys you're about to suggest, yeah. Garrison. Being yeah, absolutely. Thinking people ought to pay money when there's free eels <laughs> lying around to get get off with. Because <laughs> like because the, uh, the other thing is, is like I, I've I, I've tried to really find all references to like this folk remedy, folklore method of curing constipation. And it, it, it only tracks back to this to one 2017 article um, and anything before that, like oh, and, and the and the one uh, 2003 incident as well. But, but that's but that's it. it. There's no other. Uh, there's really no other basis for there actually being a folklore origin. So like if if, if any if any listeners are have, have knowledge of this tracking back before 2003, please, please let me know, because I've tried looking. I've, I've spent days, days, mm-hmm. days looking for information about uh, about eel anal constipation cures pre-2003 pre and pre-2017 and it's, it's just i can't find anything um so and and, and uh, doctors in china also agree with this assessment i'm going to read uh, this, is, this is one one final thing i'm going to be looking at a, a, there there is one study from from uh, from china looking at the uh that the eel anus phenomenon so they did they did an actual study on this because it kept being a problem Mm -hmm. um self-introduction of an eel into the anus causing colonic perforation is uncommon but when it occurs the reason may be due to a bizarre belief an inadvert sexual behavior or a criminal assault the situation is more common in men about about four to one um and once a live eel is inserted into the colon it will bite through the wall of the colon migrate into the uh, abdom- abdom- abdominal cavity through perforation resulting in an accidental or opportunistic human pathogen similar to the Vibrio volifinicus infection. Cool. Okay. Um, Diagnosing a, cl- a colonic foreign body can be challenging because patients often deny the insertion. <laughs> they may have obscure yeah. anal pain, mucus discharge, lax anal tone, and fresh bleeding from the rectum. Man, <laughs> just an incredible number of, of band names in that sentence you just said. <laughs> the most common presenting clinical features of colonic perforation are peritoneal irritation with rebound tenderness and rigidity of the abdomen accompanied by fever and rapid heartbeat. These features should raise the suspicion of a presence of a colonic foreign body. Plain radiographs are useful in diagnosing the perforations. However, a CT scan is recommended if the findings are not definitive or if the presence of a foreign body cannot be ruled in or out by radiographs alone. So, so yeah, this is this is how we get from putting horse, putting eels up horses' butts to make them seem younger and carry their tail high and well to people mm-hmm. dying and almost dying from eels eating their insides because you saw it in a porn video. Um, Excellent. But I just, I really do love the, like, the actual, like, linguistic pathway of, of feeding and then feeding changing from eels to ginger, then the ginger thing changing from feeding to figging for sex, and then it going back to eels. It's like full circle. It's just yeah, a beautiful, it's beautiful. The beauty it's beautiful. of life. It's just, like poetry. I know. It rhymes. It's, it's like poetry. It rhymes. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's amazing how just a complete full circle moment of starting with eels with fi- with feeding and ending with eels with figging. Um wow. I love the human language. Humans are great, except for what all the horrible things story. that we do. What so yeah, story. this is again. We probably shouldn't be doing this as there's like a global pandemic and wasting hospital space because you keep shoving eels up your butt. Like a lot of no, these were from like three. Three of these this, were from 2020. Like it, guys, it's the no, behind the stop. bastards recommendation officially. No, Shove stop. Up your ass. Stop it doing just it. Find One an eel, get Robert, it up in there. Robert, get you can it buy. In there. You can buy toy. You can buy toys that do the same thing. Robert, you don't need to do Robert, the eel. Free. The eels can't consent. Respectfully, Robert, shut the. Fuck up. The eels can't consent. Get them in ya. The eels can't in. consent. No, yeah, listen right, to listen right. to Garrison. Do not listen to Robert. That is the bastard's way. This actually does bring us full circle because what is perfectly safe and uh-huh. what is perfectly ethical is using ethically slaughtered horse and ethically fished eels to make an eel horse. I mean, it is more ethical. It is more ethical than shoving an eel up your friend's mm-hmm. butt as they are asleep mm-hmm. and then yep. the, and then them dying. That is true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Anyway, that that is the ballad of eel horse and how we get from eel horse to our modern eel anal epidemic. Perfect, perfect lineage. Just amazing lineage. Ah. 
if you're out there and you've got a horse that's about to die of natural causes, we want to put eels in it and cook it. Oh, God. So hit us up. I would Find like us to online. be excluded. Sophie, what's our email? I would like what's to be email? excluded from this narrative, but it is that- cool. it is coolzonemedia at iheartmedia.com. <laughs> Coolzonemedia at iheartmedia.com. Find a us a horse horribly, carcass. Horribly, horribly named demon. And if, you've, if you've got a lion on a significant quantity of raw eels, we might we might we might need that too. But I think I can probably I'm gonna those. leave. I'm gonna I'm going to end the call. uh, You're going to cook the eel horse with me, Garrison. That's going to happen when we finally get the horse and the eels. Can I just say, can I just say, Garrison? I'm sorry. Uh I'm sorry that I, I'm sorry I had to watch so many of these videos. I'm sorry you had to watch so many of those videos too. Purely academic. Purely academic. In fairness, absolutely no one asked you to do this. (laughs) 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 No one ever would have asked you to do this. Um, But we're asking you, the listener at home, to check us out wherever podcasts are found. Follow us. Behind the Bastards. At Bastards. Could Happen Here. At Happen Here Pod. Uh, I I wrote a book called After the Revolution. Maybe the sequel will include an eel horse if it's tasty. Maybe that's the future of food. There's no way to know. I I do like that this is, I know we've covered a lot of darker topics on Behind the Bastards more recently. I do like this is, this is a very nice light, light beacon in like the Bastards totem pole. We are pretty, pretty low relatively I mean still it's like oh, the yeah. I Fe- mean, again, Phoenix it's Phoenix mo- program is pretty high but yeah, like that one's rough. but like the, the like the horse salesman thing they're they're pretty bad but they're on That's the lower end I mean it is it is animal they're cruelty, they're like they're they're, they're they're on the lower end of bastards yeah. so I, I do like to, ha- to, to have a, a bit of a lighter presence in this in this episode so you're welcome for yeah. that um and yep I'm done talking about this topic we're done Bye. awesome all right well come over Garrison I'm gonna cook, cook crocodile tonight I found a place that'll send I am the whole I am coming I'm, I'm coming door. right over actually incredible so, excellent bye, bye all everybody. Right. bye bye hey everybody wanted to record a note uh, some people on this subreddit got uh, quite frustrated about some of the claims about the Phoenix program. Um, they pointed out an Ask Historians thread, uh, which uh, doesn't put any shade on the specific claims made by the author, Douglas Valentine's, about the eels and whatnot, uh, but does generally have issues with his sourcing. At least one of his sources was one a guy that's very common when you're talking about Vietnam, which is like some dude who pretended to have done something that he hadn't um, or to have had a position that he hadn't. You find this a lot on like both sides of the war crimes discussion. I wanted to note that, number one, I'm not entirely convinced by that Ask Historians thread because it's just a guy talking about, you know, why he doesn't think this is a particularly credible. In that thread, he talks about one of his justifications is that, like, uh, eliminating insurgent infrastructure at a ground level is a basic counterinsurgency tactic, um, which, yeah, it is a basic counterinsurgency tactic. Counterinsurgency operations nearly always involve significant war crimes. Um, and you can see that no matter who is doing the counterinsurgency, whether it's Kenya or Afghanistan with the Russians, you know, it's, it's, it's uh, war crimes are part and parcel of counterinsurgency. Um, the mess is kind of... <laughs> One of the reasons why we don't generally delve into this territory too much without doing it in a dedicated episode is that when you're talking about like crimes against humanity, specifically ones the CIA was involved in, um, you've got a couple of different sources. Some of them are going to be declassified documents, which, you know, in a lot of cases you actually do have. Here's the CIA talking about fucked up shit they did. But a lot of information was destroyed. A lot of stuff never got written down. And so a lot of times when you're talking about war crimes in a variety of countries, you're getting human sources. Some of those will be victims. Uh, Some of those will be guys who were in the CIA or who were in another military branch and who there's always different kind of levels of credibility and kind of uh, shortcomings and inconsistencies in their stories. And it's all sort of complicated by the fact that debate over U.S. war crimes in Vietnam within the United States uh, is incredibly political. Um, You can look at this when you're just trying to determine the actual body count, right? There's a, a massive ongoing debate about how many civilians were killed specifically and how many civilians were killed by the United States, but just how many died in general in Vietnam and Cambodia. Um, and you can find historians arguing ad nauseum about this. Um, one of the big debates with a lot of the kind of 
ground level war crimes, because on any objective level, the majority of war crimes, the US is responsible in Vietnam were committed from the air. But when you're talking about ground level war crimes, like we were talking about here, you'll run into a couple of different books, uh, Nick Terse's Kill Anything That Moves and Gary Kulik's War Stories. Uh, and these are very opposed books. And you can find a lot of criticism about Terse's book um, in online by historians. Uh, Kulik is who's critical of Terse is generally seen as more credible. Kulik was also uh, a U.S. soldier in Vietnam, um, and again, so you're, you're, there's always this tremendous amount of bias, kind of no matter where you you come at it from. And other people will point out that a lot of the early like push to talk about U.S. war crimes in Vietnam was funded by Hanoi, which you can say, yeah, and of course they have an agenda, but also, but yeah, they were also the victims of a lot of war crimes. So this is just, I don't know, um, I this is not a case where. I I feel like we necessarily got something wrong um, because I'm not convinced that uh, the Douglas Valentine book is wrong, especially based on the evidence that we have. But it is worth noting that there is a tremendous amount of debate over all of this. And as a general rule, when we delve into stuff like this, um, we will try to, to make sure that it's in a thing focused on that so that we can actually cover the swath of uh, historiography on the subject rather than kind of um, pass over a little bit of it um, and then lead people to think that, okay, well, what about this? What about this argument? What about that argument? Um, this is all incredibly political history. So that's uh, what you get. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 2024 Santa Fe, available early 2024. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. You don't put those inside of you, do you? This is a show about women. I mean, you do? Yeah. Finally, a show about women that isn't just a thinly-veiled aspirational nightmare. It's not hosted, not narrated, we're just dropping into a woman's world. I found out when my dad was gay when I was 10. We were in a convertible on the 405 freeway, listening to the B-52s. Looking back, I should have said, this is gay. This is already all gay. <laughs> Listen to Finally a Show on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Alec Baldwin. This past season on my podcast, Here's the Thing, I spoke with more actors, musicians, policymakers, and so many other fascinating people, like jazz bassist Christian McBride. Jazz is based on improvisation, but there's very much a form to it. You have a conversation based on that melody and those chord changes. So it's kind of like giving someone a topic and say, okay, talk about this. Listen to the new season of Here's the Thing on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.